This Jerry Glanville edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet fifty dollars win bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over under game. Just head to sleeper.com/sgp on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. That's sleeper.com/sgp. And make sure to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer? No, oh, what a, I, I, I wasn't even ready to do this. Dog. There uh, you go. Uh, what a, what a day to be alive. As, uh, as John says, I mean, great I, day to be alive. I I'm more excited about this episode than I've been in a while. I'll be honest. No disrespect <laughs> to the NBA, the USFL, a number of other things we've covered. Uh, I was pretty juiced for this one. Yes, we will be joined in uh, just a few minutes here by the legend uh, Jerry Glanville. Also, as always, when we're talking real old school football, Colby Dan, aka the Dantabase. What's up, Colby? I demand one grit splits reference. <laughs> one. <laughs> Do your history, folks out there, about the grit splits. And I apologize in advance. Colby gets very excited uh, during the interview. So. <laughs> yeah. You can. You it's can just like, see. Uh, and, and can you talk about Sam Weiss, please? It's like a dog. Yeah. It's like a dog wagging its tail so hard around a, a table that's the same level the you, dog, and everyone's like, "No, don't no, knock over the you, drinks." You guys, uh, you know, d- t- taking me off. You, you know, going left field here. I wanted to stay in on this hate, this hate, this rivalry between <laughs> Noel and Glanville. Oh uh, yeah, it's a it's a very fun interview. I mean, uh, Jerry's an all timer, and uh, yeah, excited to see him uh, coaching it up. Major League Football coming soon. Stay tuned. But uh, hey, if you're looking to bet on the National Football League, aka the NFL, you can do it over at WinBet.com. Get over there now. Bet fifty, get two hundred dollars in free bets, and uh, this is pretty awesome. Bet five hundred dollars every time you bet five hundred dollars between now and July thirty first. You're automatically entered. You got to click the uh, thing to enter it, but. Um, <laughs> Fantasy football draft experience at the Encore Beach Club, including two nights stay at the Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries allowed. Uh, so basically, if you bet a thousand bucks between now and the end of July, you got two entries already in the prize drawing. So perfect excuse to get a little extra action in there. And hey, if you if you win and you're an SGPN listener, hit us up. Uh, Kramer and I. We'll hang out with you guys, do some shots, maybe announce your league, whatever you guys want. We're down. So good luck. 
and a perfect excuse to get some of your uh, your buddies from your fantasy football league to also get down over at WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is, is available. If you're someone, you know, has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Sean, we will have fun with you during your draft, but we're not going to be like Michael Pittman letting Matt Ryan put it wherever he wants it. That's that's, <laughs> that's off limits. That was an all time uh, fantasy <laughs> quote. And they made a quote graphic of like, wherever Matt wants to put it, that's where he puts it. it yeah. You know, you got to do a little, uh, a little proofreading on the social graphics uh, before you fire those out. Speaking of fantasy football, man, this is this is right up our alley. Uh, hilarious for so many reasons on so many levels. Ryan, if you could please cue up the real men of DGen's music. SGPN presents. Real men of DGENs. Real men of DGENs. We salute you. Tommy Pham. That's right. Not only did he slap Jock Peterson over their fantasy football dispute, alleging he was abusing the IR spot, but now, after he served a three day suspension, after he served or paid a $100,000 fine, he still is pissed off. Quote, uh, going after the commissioner saying, quote, trout did a terrible job, man. Trout's the worst commissioner in fantasy sports because he allowed a lot of this shit to go on and it could have solved it all. Nobody wanted to be commissioner. I didn't want to be fucking commissioner. I got other shit to do. He didn't want to do it. We put it on him quote. It was kind of our fault too, because we made him commissioner. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's, is this not every fantasy league? Yeah, no one wants to be commissioner because it's a pain in the ass. Poor, <laughs> I love how he's implying like uh, Trout, Mike Trout doesn't have anything to do, uh, but Tommy Pham <laughs> has a busy schedule. He's Mike uh, Trout. What are you talking the best about? Story. This is the best story this year. It highlights the absolute dominance of the NFL, too, because a, a, a players in another professional yes. league are being suspended <laughs> and fined <laughs> over playing a fantasy football. Game. Well, I mean, Trout just th- was just asked, think about that. Yeah, Trout was asked, and I love his answer. He goes, I talked to Jock, and everyone was a part of it. It was just <laughs> passion and fantasy football, he says. That's that that's incredible. Incredible story. It, it, it is so funny, though. It's like you're living the dream of being a professional athlete. Yeah. You're getting paid to play baseball, but still you're you got you gotta have a little side action in the NFL, <laughs> right? Like, oh, but my dream is really to be playing for the Eagles. Like try, like it's it just shows you the NFL is truly uh, is king. And while we're at it, we better investigate these guys. Can't let them in the Hall of Fame. They're ga- they're, yes. <laughs> they're gambling. Yeah, technically yeah. gambling. Oh man. Oh, maybe Maybe uh maybe Jack Peterson was uh you know through the game and was was you know going against his own team. We this gotta ki- investigate. This kind of reminds me of the uh I don't know if you guys remember when Nate Robinson uh went on the Knicks, like had a ga- or someone had a gambling debt to him and it was like a seven foot two center and so in the showers, butt ass naked, he jumped on him and started fighting him. <laughs> Just a completely out of left field uh story. Like there was a hundred thousand dollar fine related to a fantasy football mishap. Well, I mean, this is like Jordan gambling with Oakley and stuff up in the uh, the Beverly Hills Hilton or something. I mean, this story is fantastic. I, I I really love the trout 
the trout statements that he's making. Everyone involved is very passionate about fantasy. Are, are football. you insinuating that someone's going <laughs> to take a hit out on uh, fam's dad now or something like, Oh my God. <laughs> he follows it up with this though. Trout goes a lot of pu- people put their hearts into this <laughs> and I lost in that what, league. Is he talking about the angels? <laughs> Oh no, he's not talking about baseball. He's talking about their fucking fantasy football league. A lot of I people mean, if, put if their I'm, hearts if into I'm, it. If I'm Pam's manager, I go, dude, appreciate the passion, but can you pretend to care about this day double header half as much as your fucking fantasy league? That's pretty amazing. <laughs> These guys uh, are maniacs. It's fantastic. True. True DGENs only. All right, we're gonna get to Glanville. Before we do that, shout out to Sleeper. That's right, Sleeper. Speaking of fantasy, one of the uh, fastest growing fantasy platforms today. We use it for our SGPN Dynasty League. Highly recommended for fantasy. But now you can win cold hard cash via player props in their new over under game. They got it going for the NBA Finals. They got it going for MLB. Parlay them together. You can win anywhere from two x to twenty x. Uh, if you join our sleeper squad by going to sleeper.com slash SGP, you can just easily copy our picks. Or if you think they completely suck, you can fade them. Tag us in the sleeper squad chat. Hey, Sean, Ryan, follow my picks. I'm always down for a little extra action. I just fired up the sleeper squad app today. I saw Moonoff put his, uh, it was either like a four or five team or just uh. immediately hit copy. <laughs> Don't need to do the research. Let your boy Moonoff take care of you there. And the best part is 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Use that promo code SGP and get started by going to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. Joining us on the line, you know him from the NFL and the XFL and making uh, his debut. He's the first announced coach of the newly minted major league football, Mr. Jerry Glanville. Jerry, thanks for calling into the program. Well, my pleasure to be here with you all. No, it's uh, it's awesome. We talked to you a couple of years ago, uh, a couple of years back, you were, uh, you were coaching in the then XFL. A lot of things have changed since then, but first off, congrats on the MLFB uh, gig. And uh, what, what, what appealed about uh, the uh, opportunity to coach again for major league football, this new league? Well, I guess uh, I may be the only guy alive. I coached in the, 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 uh, the United football league when up in Hartford colonial, uh, you know, I XFL. I coached in the spring league and uh, San Antonio, Texas. I, I coached in the spring league in Indianapolis, Indiana. So what appeals to you? Why do you keep doing this? We're so fortunate that uh, we we get uh, 10, 11 uh, kids get an opportunity in an NFL camp if we can do a good coaching job and, and uh, get their strength and, and, and use their strength in our system. So that, that's the fun. How about this? Last year, I had three players. This was a first that uh, all three signed with the Chargers, and when you do that, they, those kids are thrilled. But they're no happier than us coaches. We're so happy to see them get a chance. And one of the players, a wide receiver, just signed a three-year deal at you know millions of bucks a year, and uh, he was paying me to play. So it's, it's kind of. 
<laughs> it's kind of fun to watch the does growth. He, th- now, when he when he signs a big deal with the Chargers, does he uh, give you a little tip there for helping him uh, <laughs> helping him get a big contract? Does he get you some sweet cowboy boots? Nah, the, probably the best tip I get from them is uh, stay out of the way. And, and if I stay out of the way, that's a good tip. <laughs> well, well, and so we, you know, we obviously big time spring coach, but you've also coached during the fall. So, uh, you know, got to put it to you, which, which do you prefer? Do you like the spring coaching because of that, what you said, that build up? you're trying to get them to that next level or coaching in the NFL coaching at the top level of college, which, which do you prefer? Well, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I thought before I coached spring football that I would not like it. That was in my DNA. Uh, I haven't been, uh, you know, I was a college coach at uh, the Georgia tech, uh, Western Kentucky. And, and then, uh, I was in pro football for in the NFL for, you know, my gosh, 35 years. So got a couple of games there. And I thought, well, I don't, I wouldn't want to be coaching football in the spring. Once you start your first meeting, the outdoor temperature has nothing to do with the indoor temperature. You, uh, uh, coaches coach. And if you love ball, it doesn't matter if it's snowing or if it's a hundred degrees, you're coaching it and you're trying to get your, your players at their highest level. So I like it all. Uh, it's kind of funny. I, I just was down with the Atlanta Falcons. They got their OTAs. And uh, once you've done all these leagues, you realize don't let the the season distract from what you're trying to get done. Now, I, you mentioned the Falcons. You, of course, uh, coached the Falcons uh, back in the day there. Your 1991 Atlanta Falcons team they were deemed quote, the rudest team in NFL history. What did uh, you and the players do to get a, get a moniker like that? It's somebody that made the wrong choice of words. Uh, the NFL film said the same team was the most exciting team. If you can imagine in the history of NFL football. So we're, it depends on who you are. If you think this is exciting or if you think this is rude, <laughs> I never thought of us as rude, but we sure as hell were excited. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird to call a football team rude. Like, what you're not holding the door open for the other team? I, I, what do you expect? You're on the football field. You're not supposed <laughs> to be polite. I I think they wanted us to let you on the elevator first. <laughs> and so yeah. and so on that '91 team, though you you famously drafted Brett Favre. Was was that like what was the the pre-draft process? What was it like meeting Brett Favre as a as a young man uh, down there in, in Mississippi? I'd assume. Well, really, what happened is our uh, uh, personnel director, who was totally stupid, uh, <laughs> wanted. I mean, really, he couldn't figure out a player if he had his head inside. Anyway, he he wanted it's to take uh, Favre strategy. Pardon? Oh no! I just uh, the putting the head inside the player would be a unique, uh, <laughs> unique way of scouting for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I always tell people you cannot judge character if you don't have any yourself. Mm. So uh, you, you got to have. I I don't want to pick the players unless the guy picking them can't. You know, <laughs> I was fortunate enough that 
uh, you know, I started drafting players, my gosh, I, uh, in 1975, how about that? So, you know, when you talk to these other new wizard scouts, I, I, I've been picking the right guy since 75. You know, <laughs> I, I don't see what you see. Uh, I had the most unbelievable talent that has been lost. And that talent is to believe what I see. <clears throat> These well, new that... scouts are involved with the worst word in scouting. Potential. <laughs> and I always say, they say, well, he's got potential. That means the coach is probably going to get fired. <laughs> or I, I tell them, I looked at Walter Clayton playing in Jackson State, Mississippi, and I watched him play, and at no time did anybody say, I think he's got potential. But he yeah. said as hell, that guy can play. Hell <laughs> <laughs> oh, so of a ball player. Now, now far, Brett Favre ultimately did have a ton of potential. Uh, the, the Falcons, you and the Falcons ended up trading him after that first season. Looking back, do you do you regret trading Brett Favre? I mean, his rookie season was kind of a disa- uh, disaster. He had a total of five snaps. Uh, he completed zero passes and threw two interceptions, and was sacked in his uh, five snap career there for the Falcons. But do you do you regret trading Brett Favre? I think I think you could tell he was special. You could tell that. Uh, uh, there was something there that you you know you don't get to see often. Uh, for instance, in our Washington Redskins playoff game, I put him in so he'd have playoff experience. His first pass, the Redskins picked off and ran back for a touchdown in the playoffs, and he ran to me. He goes, "Can you believe it? My first pass in the playoffs went for a touchdown. Is that awesome, Coach?" And I said, "You know it." It wasn't our touchdown. It was there. He goes, either way, it's a touchdown. He's going to love that guy. <laughs> so he had a little sense of humor about his uh, failure. Now, of course, you're talking about that, uh, the 1991 playoff game against uh, Joe Gibbs and the Redskins. I was rewatching some of the highlights there. The turf seemed to be a little slow there. I know. Uh, I, do you think they intentionally did something to the turf to slow you guys down? Well, they had the biggest team and we had the fastest. And uh, I went out there and there was mud butt deep to a tall Indian. And they had Purdue prescription turf. And that means there's pumps underneath of it. So I went, you'd love me. I walked out there and I said, let's turn these pumps on. And the groundskeeper said, they'll be turned on one hour after the game. And I says, We'll turn them on now. He goes, that's not home field advantage. Oh. And by the way, it hadn't rained in three weeks. <laughs> oh man. So the fix was the in. Halftime of, on the halftime of that game with that turf, like it was, we couldn't even stand up here. We had the wrong cleats. Uh, at the halftime, they brought out the United States army marching band and marched around. Uh, it was really, uh, I didn't talk to Joe Gibbs when the game was over. Have you, have you talked to Joe Gibbs since Have you guys patched things up or is he on your, uh, you know, non-communication? It's hard to fix the blowout. I mean, you, you, you get a blowout on your right rear tire. 
Ain't no sense patching it. Just go look for a new one. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Yeah, you can't just put a little uh, square patch of rubber on that thing. You need a whole new tire. Now, now, now Coach Glanville, yeah. you also though. I mean, look, when you were with the Houston Oilers, I saw Chuck Knoll and Sam Weish. They they've stated that they didn't like you and your team. Can you talk about those days and maybe give a, a thought of why they didn't like you? Oh, I think that it's apparent why they didn't like us. Uh, uh, you know, it was kind of funny before I went with the Houston Oilers. Chuck Knoll was trying to hire me to be his defensive coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm in Mobile, Alabama, and both teams are trying to hire me. And uh, it all goes back to that meeting. And he goes, what are you going to do? I said, well, for the first time in my life, I'm going to go to the team that pays the most. <laughs> Chuck Noel looked at me, and he goes, well, then you go to Houston, and you look over at me twice a year as we're kicking your butt. <laughs> And I was very respectful of him. I thought he did a lot of amazing things. I said, thank you, sir. But lo and behold, I became the head coach. We we were beating him once a year. We were beating him twice a year. And that probably never got out of his craw <laughs> because as he told me they were going to get us twice a year, the worm turned. And the way we were beating him is how he beat people. I mean, let's face it. Some of his teams were the most physical, hardest hitting teams in football. Then after we beat him in Houston, I went out to shake his hand. He goes, it's going to be your butt, Jerry. I goes, pardon me, coach. He goes, they're coming after us. I said, yeah, we asked him to do that. He goes, they're <laughs> coming from everywhere. They're coming over the top. They're coming underneath. I goes, yeah, if there's room, we, we want to join the group. <laughs> and he goes, well, the problem with you is you got to come to my place next. I said, well, I've looked at the schedule. I think we'll be there. And <laughs> you know what people don't know after that deal. The next game was the worst beating we've ever put on anybody at Pittsburgh. In fact, I told the poor press afterwards, they said, what about that game? I said, if it was a heavyweight fight, they'd have called it at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have thrown in the towel. What about Weiss? Oh, I mean, to tell you, well, Weiss, Weiss is, you know, he, geez, oh, Pete. That goes all the way back that I was his coach at Detroit. So, you know, why did he get mad at me? By the way, before I went to Houston, Cincinnati tried to hire him. Uh, they wanted me to be Weiss's assistant. That would have gone off real good. Anyway, I cut Sam on the practice field at the Detroit Lions as his coach. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of love there after that. I mean, you know, if I, if I, it's like your show you're doing right now. When you're done with having me on your show, your show will be canceled. Well, you won't be loving me. Jerry <laughs> uh, Glanville took down. In the country. Yeah, it'll be weird after this episode when we cut Colby. I I, I can see that being <laughs> uncomfortable in the office. <laughs> now get so back. So Sam, how about this? I left. We had big battles, Houston, Cincinnati, great battles. And uh, uh, now I go to Atlanta, and and we're playing them on the the, the big area, coast to coast. Everybody's going to watch the Bengals in Atlanta. My first year in Atlanta. Great story. And so uh, 
you know, we had battles with him when I was in Houston. None of these players in Houston, they don't know the, the routine. Well, he gets a hold of the officials at halftime. Sam and says, are you going to protect us or not? And the official says, well, what are you talking about, Sam? He says, you do realize they're trying to kill us. <laughs> uh, well, that's what we did. That's who we are. <laughs> and uh, those are the only two crybabies that ever cried about me coaching hitting too hard. Nowadays, you're getting a hit hard. They give you a raise. Back then, they, you hit hard. You ran to the newspaper and says, oh, they're hitting us. Well, I hope so. <laughs> The nature of the game, it's football, baby. All right, we're gonna get back to our buddy Jerry Glanville. Before we do that, shout out to Athletic Greens. You know why they call me Sean Athletic Greens? Because I've been inhaling the AG1 from Athletic Greens. I feel great, honestly. Every day, wake up, get the eight ounces of water, that one scoop of AG1, shake it up, goes down so smooth, and it just tastes great. I mean, if you're not doing more healthy stuff in your life, why? Because it's either a pain in the ass or it tastes like crap. Athletic Greens. It's neither. Plus, they hit you with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, athletic greens. Has it all. No wonder they have 7,000 five star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That's athleticgreens.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Getting your body right, your mind right with AG1 right. And you got to get your internet security right with IP Vanish, the only VPN we use, the VPN we trust. And you should trust a VPN. You shouldn't trust some crazy, sketchy Wi Fi when you're traveling, you're overseas, you're on some coffee shop Wi Fi where the password is just coffee25. You can get hacked. They can get your browsing history. You don't want anyone getting your browsing history. Good Lord. You don't want them seeing what you're up to. That's why you got to get IP vanish. And the uh, best part about it is they're offering 70% off their yearly plan and a 30 day money back guarantee. Essentially getting nine months free. It's crazy. IPvanish.com slash SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That's IPvanish.com slash SGP. Now back to Jerry. Now uh, I've always enjoyed your style. Uh, uh, Jerry got a very unique style. You know, the NFL, they have a bunch of uniform rules when it comes to like what kind of gear the coaches can wear on the sidelines. Of course, you were the pioneer of the two headset look uh, on the sideline of the XFL. Is there going to be any sort of policy for uniforms when it comes to what coaches can wear in the uh, major league football? Well, you know, it's kind of funny you asked about that. I never coached a game uh, that I wasn't wearing my cowboy boots. So you'd love this. The NFL, you know, this year we're sponsored by Nike or we're sponsored by somebody. And you, every coach has to wear their gear. Well, there I was with my black ostrich cowboy boots. And they came in and said, we have to do a study to see if you're getting paid to wear those boots. And I says, let me give you the guy's number in Houston, Texas, that makes my boots, because these things cost me $2,200. Nobody paid me. And we also, you know, we shook up the whole league. Our pants were the black Wrangler jeans. We wore black Wrangler jeans and cowboy boots. And and, uh, you wouldn't believe, I thought, 
I thought somebody lost their lives by the time everybody was squealing like a pregnant woman on a roadie coaster. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, beautiful. That's I mean, a, I got. Well, and I was going to say it's it's a, it's clear because at that time I think most people know you were you were uh, moonlighting at, also as a NASCAR driver, but in in kind of digging into this episode, I I, I pulled out an incredible nugget, uh, Jerry. I found you are one of only three people to have run a hundred different tracks in this great nation. Richard Petty and Kenny Schrader being the other two. Is that an act? Is that a true story? True statement? Well. At that time, it was. I don't know now because these kids now are driving three or four times a, a night, a week, which is what we did. But I, I almost went into shock. I was racing in Odessa, Missouri, and uh, we're going to race uh, in the late afternoon. And they deliver the morning paper, and I opened up the paper, and it says Glanville hits a hundred. And I thought, hell, that went fast. I didn't know I was that old. <laughs> and I had to keep reading, <laughs> and it was the 100 track. Never counted the same one twice. That uh, we had showed up and uh, and raced that, and that was kind of that was kind of neat. So, uh, and I guess who was there racing against me? Candy Schrader. Oh wow, that's crazy! Well, when was the last time you you got behind the wheel of a of a race car? Last summer, I raced down in uh, South Georgia. And uh, I, I, I raced in a Budweiser shootout, and uh, it was kind of funny because I, I looked around and uh, it was a super late model class. Uh, you got a light car and you got a big motor and you got a pretty good sized tire. And I looked around and uh, everybody looked like my grandson. They looked about uh, 18 years old, and uh, the one poor kid. His his instructor said, "Get behind the coach and just follow him. If you just follow him for an hour and a half, you'll learn more about driving than you will in ten years. So where he goes, you go. And the kid could take coaching because I come out of turn four and hit the wall, and the kid hit the wall right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he wrecked two cars." <laughs> that's great. That, that's fabulous. Him. So I got to ask then, cause I mean, um, the, the crazy thing about this, this nugget is you, I assume you were coaching football for the majority of this time when you were running all these tracks. No, I was called, remember I was on uh, Fox and I was on uh, CBS and I was on HBO. Uh, I took a, I took a, a 15 years where I, 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 I hate myself. I went for the money rather than for the enjoyment. And I was, I drove most of the tracks when I was doing television. And what I would do is I would be in all these different series until the NFL started. And then I would go right back with my TV job. So I was doing television, uh, during the football season and racing. Like, let's say the series lasted six months. I would maybe only get to drive the first three. If you look at the NASCAR truck series, the first year, you'll see I finished 17th for the season. But when I went to TV, uh, I was like fifth and every week I'd so now I'm not in these races. So I'm falling down, falling down, falling down. And you didn't get money unless you finish in the top 25. And so I fell down to 17th, but 
Yeah. I mean, and I, and I got last racing question uh, before we get back to football, but with the kind of emergence of formula one and the open wheel driving uh, overseas, and I guess some races over here, like as, as kind of an American bred and born uh, Southern track driver, like what, what's your take on this uh, open wheel emergence? Well, the Formula One has me really interested because if you see, sometimes it looks like they have taillight flashing, sparks are flashing. Uh, I, I would do anything to get in that car. That means they're harvesting for their electrical boost. Now, it's different. I mean, it's different. Now, now you got to listen to me now. I'm going to pass you, and while I'm going to pass you, I'll hit a button for an electrical boost. Maybe I got a Ferrari engine. Maybe I got a, uh, you know, they run Ferrari engines, Mercedes engines, and and then Red Bull, believe it or not, is the only group that makes their motors, but they make a lot of Honda parts. I know too much. Can you tell? (laughs) We might need you to to host our podcast, uh, Jerry. Host the (laughs) F1 podcast. You know what? I would turn that thing loose because I tried to listen to them. And I evidently don't speak English because they say they're speaking English, and I don't know one daggum word they're saying. <laughs> Jerry, they spell tire with a Y. That's all we got to say. <laughs> well, you know, I was in Atlanta in the Deep South, and everybody knows you spell tire, T A R. It's a tar. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so great. Now, uh, now you had mentioned uh, the the uh, one of the racers you were working with. He was he was a guy that would probably be good at, at taking some coaching. What about uh, some players? Maybe you have your eye on for the major league football. Is there is there anyone you're really looking forward to coaching? Do you have any idea yet as far as who you guys may be able we, to bring in? We signed thirty. We signed thirty people as of as we're talking. Uh, thirty players, and we're going to sign seventy. And uh, the only thing that will slow us down is they can't do all the paperwork as fast as we move. Uh, we'll have players. Here's what. Here's here's my. We will have very good players. We always do. And we'll have coaches that have to have their best coaching year ever this year. And how do you get your best coaching job ever? Uh, our job. Uh, in our schemes, now, you, you two will like this. I had the number one defense in the NFL, uh, Detroit, uh, Atlanta, Houston, back to Atlanta. And here's what I tell everybody. What was this? Was it the same scheme? This is what makes us different. Absolutely not. We'll take our players and what your strength is, that will become our scheme. For instance, uh, the New York Giants of Bill Parcells played two gaps. Guy had to hit you in the nose and take the gap with the flow. Well, that's only good if you can bench press the, you know, the, a building. But if you're just a gazelle and can run, then we we change what we're doing. So when we when we get our guys and no fit, we'll see what they can do. Uh, Jerry Glanville does not run the same defense from year to year, the same offense from year to year. There's a base start. But what I do, and I think is why our kids get a chance and an opportunity, we find out what you do best, and that becomes part of our scheme. Yeah, and uh, looking back on it, I I wasn't aware that you set this record. But in 1977, when you were the defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons, you instituted the grits blitz. 
uh, which is a great name and the fewest amount of points allowed in a 14 game season, only given up 9.2 points per game, which is still an NFL record. That's, that's crazy. I'm in the 129 point club. So if you go to the hall of fame, this is what I love about it. If you go to Canton, Ohio and you go to the hall of fame and you go over there with the Falcons, here's a plaque for the 129 point group. They gave up a hundred. And you know why I love it? It's the best. It's the best thing. The only thing that's really super in the hall of fame is this plaque because it doesn't mention one person's name. It's the 129-point club. It's a team game. There's nobody says, by the way, Joe Blow was the best guy on this team. It just <laughs> says it's the 100 team concept. Oh, wow, I love that. Oh, we we're fully you know bought into the team concept here at SGPN. No I and team coach. <laughs> no I and team. Now, now coach, in 1959, uh, your high school yearbook apparently from what I did some some research on in your high school yearbook, you're quoted as saying life without football is not life. Is that true first? And then what would you be doing? Had it not be been for football? It's amazing. I don't know who wrote that. I don't know who put that in. I mean, they didn't ask me to put my two words in it, but they knew who I was and what I did. I live that every day. I, I think, I think that's, that that's where it's at. Uh, and it's kind of funny. Somebody in 1959 coaching uh, uh, a year ago, Bert Hill is a great defensive line coach. And every day he sees me, he says, life without football is not life. And I go, he has no idea. Somebody told me that in 1959. <laughs> <laughs> I've never told Bert, don't tell him one good thing. He won't listen to your show. He lives in Florida. Do you go to Florida? Oh yeah. We're, we're, we're worldwide coach. Well, the problem with being worldwide is uh, uh, you can offend people and we're all on this super run this super. Don't offend anybody kick. Uh, it, it just makes me so ill. By the way, here's my deal coaching. Are you ready? These kids want a chance. These kids want an opportunity and you're on my staff. Uh, one of you got the secondary and the other guy's got the offensive line. Are you ready for your rules? Yep. Lay it on us, coach. You don't say one word, to one player as you're coaching them that you would not say if their parents or grandparents were standing next to them. I don't have one cuss word in practice. I don't have one player talk back. And what we try to do it's amazing. You go to any pro football. I was in the NFL all my life, right? You go there, the, the language is unbelievable. And people would kind of miss, my gosh, not one person cusses. If you cuss at my practice, you've lost your opportunity for us to coach you the rest of the day. You're going in. And so we, we do things differently. We do things, you know, it's, it's different for us. You, you're held accountable. You're held accountable. We will not ever uh, say something to you that if grandma was standing next to you, I got to say grandma because of my age. I, I should tell you this. I was in uh, uh, I was in Baghdad, right? We're going to go to Felucia. I was with First Calvary. And we're over there uh, as guests. We're supposed to be, what do they call us? We're supposed to be uh, 
the, uh, you like know, you... morale built. So I was the first cavalry <laughs> out of Texas. And we're going to cross the bridge. And I say, man, here I am, here I am. And this young man from um, Round Rock, Texas says, Coach, I got to get a picture of your cell phone uh, right now before we before we move forward. And I said, well, son, that's unbelievable. Why do you want to do that? And he goes, you're my grandma's favorite coach. I could have slapped you in the head. I said, you could have said your mama or your girlfriend. You didn't have to say grandma. Uh, I, I absolutely love that. And as a, a coach myself, youth, youth soccer, I have a very similar principle. There's no you bad language. You're off the field. I got to ask you about your staff. Uh, I know you've coached with June Jones before. I don't think he's currently employed. Is there going to be a surprise with June Jones running your offense here for major league football? I don't know if we're allowed to say this, but he's taking the job in the XFL. And if we can't say that, I don't care. I don't like to follow rules much anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, now you mentioned but, rules. Are are there going to be any? Are, are are you expecting any different rules in uh, Major League Football or any sort of we you just, know USFL and a couple teams? We did him yesterday, and, and we pounded this, and we all believe this. If you know how to follow the NFL, then you can follow it. We're not coming up with some bull roar thing on extra points. <laughs> if you're back up to the 10, you get three. If you're back at we're playing NFL rules for the majority of our football. And I think why? Because we're trying to get to go to the NFL. Well, then let's play the rules. What about the people watching? You want to sit around and, and I coach in Canada. I love the CFL. I love it. But you can go up there as American and not know what the heck's going on. <laughs> Number one, uh, they said, Jerry, you're going to hate coaching up there. They got 12 men. They got 12 men. I said, really? Guess what? We had the number one defense in the CFL. So I go up there and they say, Jerry, uh, what are you going to do? They got 12 men. I says, I was really worried till I found out the defense has 12 too. What are we crying about? <laughs> yeah, you can shut them down with 11. You give an extra guy, uh, makes it even easier. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Jerry, appreciate your time. Always fun having you on the show and uh, best of luck in the upcoming season and the new league major league football. I know we'll be tuning in and uh, thanks a lot, Jerry. Really appreciate the time. Well, let me know if your show gets canceled. Cause I'm on a streak. I've canceled about a dozen of them. <laughs> well, All right. well, Maybe well, we'll We'll make sure to show up for the championship game of major league football to, to have that conversation <laughs> in person. Wait, All right. Thanks Thank Jerry. All. All right. That'll do it for this bonus. Jerry Glanville episode. Make sure you check out major league football. I mean, they, they, they nailed it with the name alone. Hey, uh, if you're listening to this on uh, Hey, you know, whenever you listen to this, Download the SGPN app. Got a bunch of contests on there, including the uh, weekly Merch Monday. Check out Colby, the college football experience team previews dropping June 10th. Uh, Follow him on the college experience at the Colby D. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do it all. You guys know how to get involved at this point. Hop in Slack. Let's Let's chat it up in the old Slack. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stack in the Muddy Green, and he is Ryan. Sean, I'm going to make you do it again. You can I hear us in for Florida. participating oh, in the on. Sports yeah. Gambling You're Podcast. You're ruining it. That was going to be my line, Colby. Now I have to use another one. Thank you for all participating right. in the Sports Gambling Podcast. Sean, do that again. What do you want me to do? No, do the ending again. Okay. 
All right, for the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stagging the Money Green, and he is Ryan. He called him the Redskins, Sean. Kramer, let it ride.